Maybe it's because I'm getting older, and maybe it's because I realize I don't have all the time in the world, and I find my tolerance for, shall we say, stupid things, illogical things getting really challenged. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. If you have ever wondered how well the dumbing down of America's strategy is gone, just spend some time on Facebook and look at some of the ridiculous stuff that people put out there. Now, you say, well, why waste your time there? Unfortunately, it's, it's kind of a good thing to know what this world is up to in thinking. As we try to give you news and information that is factual and accurate and also things to help you in your your daily walk in life even from some so-called christian organizations i see some really weird stuff out there today more and more and of course we have the cult of covid still alive and well and what i mean by that is you still have people running around wearing face mask and you still have the CDC recommending these things in the face of evidence that says they don't work. What kind of mind control is this? How can the CDC, a once respected organization, compromise everything they stand for for political purposes? I'm more convinced than ever And it's taken me a good two, two and a half years to come to some of the conclusions that I have. Yeah, I take my time in in trying to make a decision about something because I want to make sure I've got as much information behind me to feel comfortable in what I say. This virus, whether it is flu-related or otherwise, I am convinced, was man-made. The evidence is just becoming overwhelming. That there are too many fingers of too many groups and too many people, too many government, you know, shall we say, skunk work agencies also involved. And and don't forget the Chinese government. It doesn't give me a whole lot of hope that everybody had good intentions, especially when you recognize who some of these people and players are. And so we see the CDC ultimately compromising what little integrity they have left. Yes, we're going to recommend continuing to wear a face covering on, you know, public transportation like airliners. Now, let's be real about this for just a moment. Whether you want to believe this or not, the air circulating in your typical airliner is... Well, it's recycled every couple of minutes. It is filtered. It is the cleanest air out there. It's not transmitting super spreader virus events. Never, never did. And this face diapering theater that we have been put through since 2020 never did any good. But see, we, we, we become conditioned And we become conditioned by the use of certain words and phrases. And this is why, yeah, I'm losing my patience. I'm losing my patience even with people that are somewhere in my age bracket that somewhere along the way in their life 
threw out their ability of reason and common sense and just believe everything that TV tells them today. Let's go back to 2020 as we developed new words that kept being repeated in our official vocabulary. And, and what you ended up getting, if you didn't see it in 2020, it was obvious to many that there was a partnership with most of the mainstream media and even, shall we say, the largest of the social media platforms. And, and their goal was to repeat certain words and phrases over and over and over, day after day after day. And what happens when you do that? What happens? A significant percentage of the population buys into the narrative because they, they see everybody else believing the narrative. They see everybody else going along, so they don't want to be the oddball. They don't want to be the one... Well, you're that conspiracy theorist. You, you, you believe all this nonsense and, and misinformation and fake news, and you, you, you've heard it all. What are some of the words that became daily in our vocabulary? And these words, I want you to think about this. These words, you could probably go a week, two weeks, or a month and never use any of these words in your vocabulary or phrases. But we use them, a lot of people, every day now. It's become part of the new landscape, the new narrative. The success of the brainwashing propaganda is visible for everybody to see because people refuse to think for themselves. Even among Christians, and we'll talk about that aspect in a little bit. But here's some of the words that entered into our vocabulary beginning in mid-March of 2020. Virus, spread, super spreader, lockdown, mask, social distancing, testing, cases, hospitalizations, deaths, government, anti-vaxxers, and of course, a new elevation to literally deity of doctors. Certain doctors were held in higher esteem than others, and all the doctors that fell lockstep into the narrative that was being pushed by a single agency, they are the ones to be respected and believed. And any other research scientists, regardless of how incredible their credentials, if they even bucked a little bit against the narrative, they should be banished, deplatformed, called as fake news people, maybe have their licenses revoked as doctors, if that's the case. I mean, think about this. These words became like a barricade on either side of a road. You can never get away from swimming in that path anymore. And for many people that were watching the television. Now, let's stop for a moment here. 
I spent a pretty good amount of time and have since the late 1990s in the state of Florida. It's where my late wife and I lived for a long time on the west coast of Florida in a little town called Venice, not quite as little today. And I was the pastor of a church up near Sarasota. And I also worked part-time in in broadcast engineering. That was what I did in the late 1990s. And I also continued uh, advising and consulting a, a Christian college in North Georgia. That was my life. And, you know, once June rolls around, you don't really think much about it. But you think more about it as you get toward the end of July and you hit the month of August, September, and maybe early October. The hurricane season. And all of a sudden, you begin to pay a little bit more attention to the Weather Channel. That's what we do in Florida. The Weather Channel becomes a little bit more viewed and watched. And you you check online at the National Hurricane Center to see if there are any little things to be paying attention to developing in the Atlantic Ocean or maybe down in the Caribbean Sea just to see if it's going to impact you so you can be ready in the event of there being a hurricane. And so back in those days, and even to this day when we're in Florida, we we pay attention to what's going on hurricane-wise because it it could have an impact on on us. And so we, we in the state of Florida and those maybe in coastal Georgia, coastal Texas, Louisiana, Alabama, North Carolina, we, we pay a lot of attention to certain words and expressions, a tropical depression. We, we have a whole vocabulary that we've developed over the years, and we, we pretty well can understand the spaghetti models. It's just what you do. But see, all of this with with COVID-19, the coronavirus, the pandemic, this was new territory for the vast majority of the American people. When I say vast majority, I mean the absolute, incredibly largest amount. Just only a small group of people really understand the medical side of all this. And to watch the stories that were coming out of China and then out of Italy and other places. They were very concerning. This was new territory for for you and I, all of us. This was new territory. And yet we never decided what any of these words really mean that entered our vocabulary. What does it mean to lock down? What is social distancing? What does a PCR test really prove? There's an individual that I read quite quite often in preparing this program. And he lost his twin brother, allegedly, as he puts it, to COVID-19. And he said what it really appears to be is he had a blood clot. Uh, from a lot of what he did for a living and, and driving, and that clot broke free and got up to his lungs, and you know the rest of the story. And understand, three times, three times when entering the hospital, he tested negative with these, I, I'm going to call them for what, I don't believe they really are accurate PCR tests. I'm having my severe doubts. 
my instincts are saying don't believe some of these tests. But see, the fourth test, when the guy was in really dire straits, he, he was positive. Yet he has all the symptoms of a blood clot and septus. You know, things that can really kill you. But he is chalked up to another one of the, the unfortunate COVID deaths. By the way, somebody pointed out some interesting statistics. When you, I'm a baby boomer. I'm, I'm kind of like a midstream baby boomer, born in 1954. And so we're, we're in that big surge in the mid-50s that came, you know, rocking and rolling through. And those at the beginning of the baby boom surge of youngsters from the 1940s, well, they're now 78 years of age. They're pushing 80. And unfortunately, as you know, you and I all know that in the change, changes and chances of this life, you know, every day beyond a certain point is kind of like borrowed time. And when you look at those that were born, let's say, in the 1940s, even in the early 1950s, how many of those individuals, you know, did things or had jobs or or habits that are not healthy, that may have shortened their lives, regardless of the things they did later in life? And, And so we're beginning to lose some of the baby boom generation. It is going to be, and I think even more so, and I'll talk about that too today, why I think there's going to be a higher death rate, a little bit higher than average, and it does not have to do anything with COVID-19 in and of itself. When you take this extra older population in their 70s into account in 2020 and and particularly in 2021. There were really, in terms of people dying, there was no huge uptick when you understand that we have a larger, older population now than we did five or 10 years ago. You know, I, I realize, and, and this is a sad, well, it, it kind of, it, it makes you aware of your mortality. I, I realize that with each passing year, people that I knew in high school, maybe even elementary school, they're dying. Now, they're not dying so much of old age, but, you know, some of the many diseases out there that can take a life, like cancer. As you get older, your ability to fight cancer keeps diminishing. I mean, that's just a fact of life. I mean, we're fighting cancer cells in our body every day of the year from the time that we are born, if not in, in, in the womb. But as we get older, our ability to fight it back well, is not as strong as it was in our younger years. And all of a sudden, you begin to realize that so-and-so has passed away. 
so-and-so had a heart attack, so-and-so had lung cancer, they smoked all their life. And so the numbers of people within my age bracket, I'm beginning to lose some of those that I knew. And a number of people that I knew that used to be young and healthy are now, you know, more feeble. Look, I even look at myself and some of the the physical issues that I'm beginning to have. Things that I think might be correctable, and that's why I'm doing some research. The American diet that many of us enjoyed in the 70s, 80s, and 90s is not as healthy for us as we led ourselves to believe. You know, this fat-free nonsense. Yeah, let me just pause right here for a second. Why would anybody in their right mind go on a diet invented by Madison Avenue, New York, you know, advertising people to sell a product? I can remember everybody saying, you got to stop using butter. It's full of fat. Use this stuff. And if you know the history of margarine, you might have a, you might have second thoughts. Back in the Second World War, they needed some air, you know, we had a shortage of petroleum products. I mean, let's be honest, it was wartime. And so they discovered that they could make this grease out of stuff we grow. You know, vegetable oils and lard and and, and they came up with this white grease. And, and they, they used to tease that you could eat the stuff. It was so wholesome. Well, at the end of the war, we didn't need all this airplane, engine, whatever grease. And so they threw in some yellow dye and some salt, and they called it margarine. And it's supposed to be healthier for you. Well, I'm beginning to realize that a lot of these these oils and you know from soy and what have you that we've been led to believe for ages they're good for us we're finding out they're not sometimes the more natural we eat and yeah then the, someone says well we need to be you know vegans then why did why were we created with a a mixture of teeth for both vegetables and meats you know Explain that one to me, if that's the if that's the case. In our desire to worship the earth, you know, which is Dianaism or Gynaism, you can choose which ancient god is of the universe. Doesn't matter. In this quest to worship the earth, we have led ourselves to believe things that are simply not true. And so we look back over these past couple of years and we think about deaths, hospitalization, cases, testing, social distancing, face coverings, lockdowns, stay safe, stay at home. How many times did we hear that one? Get vaccinated. We can do it. Get boosted. We can really do it. Get boosted again. Maybe we can do it. It just never ends. And too many people that have lost their ability to to understand, there becomes this disconnect 
from logic and facts into this unfounded belief that has no evidence to back itself up, but you've heard it so many times. Said the other day, World War, you know, it didn't start with with gas chambers and crematoriums. It started by having a single point of news and information, a single dialogue. And if you varied from that dialogue, you were, you know, you were uh, you just a terrible person, just like somebody, if you say, you know, there are a lot of young athletes that are collapsing during games that have had the, the vaccine. And people look at you, oh, you're one of those anti-vaxxers. Like, you know, that makes it, the, the facts go away. Like I say, somebody pointed out how many times they've had relatives that, that have taken the, the PCR test. And they kept taking them and, you know, second and third time negative, And all of a sudden it's positive. That's all we know. It's positive. And, and, and let's think back. I'm going to go back to 2020 again. An example within our own family. I'm not going to say who, where, or what. But one of our family members who was in their 30s contracted coronavirus and they lived in another state. And there was a lot of concern. And from what I knew at that point in observing, I said, here's how it's going to play out. Because remember, back then, the only treatment for COVID-19 is go home and let your lips turn blue and come back if you're on the on death's door. If, if things don't, if your body can't handle itself. So the fe- I, I, I said, here's how it's going to play out. The fever's going to break. There's going to be difficulty breathing, so you know, you know, keep a a way to measure the oxygen in your body and and you know the pulse ox. Take it easy, rest a lot, gradually increase your activity, and don't push too hard, but don't stay too dormant. And over the next two weeks, you'll see a, a huge change, and the only side effect will be you'll be a little bit tired for a while after. That's exactly how it played out. But there were some relatives acting like when they heard that somebody in their 30s had contracted COVID. So when do you expect them to die was the attitude. It's like if you get COVID, you're going to die. You see, we've been given, given some phony numbers to scare the public from the Imperial College of London. And nobody ever addressed that issue after the fact. When I was asked, and I've mentioned this before, I want you to understand this. How, what would I know? What would most of us know about a coronavirus or some new novel thing? We didn't. And so I come into this helping to deal with what could happen in a large county. We're being told how many thousands may require some level of care and hospitalization and how many people were going to die was just, it was frightening. I mean, pardon me for being so blunt, where are we going to put the bodies? Because we can't be doing funerals, we can't be doing anything. How are we going to deal with this? That became one of the tasks we were involved with. Preparing for this massive number 
We never got to 10% of it, never got to 5% of it. But see, these were the numbers that we were being told to expect by the summer of 2020, let alone two years down the road. And so everybody, with all this fear on every every network, didn't matter. It could be CNN, it could be Fox, it could be ABC, NBC, it could be anything, even Newsmax, because we didn't know. We're believing this narrative for the, and we we are so concerned that this could be, well, it could destroy it could destroy us. And yet, those of us close to it who are observing, we're beginning to realize that these numbers are not adding up. These claims just are not panning out. And a lot of what we're being told is simply not true. Increasingly, we realize that the, the people most at risk were over 80 years of age. I'm not minimizing somebody over the age of 80. I'm, you know, in a few years, I'm going to be 70. And as fast as time goes by now, I'll be 80 before I, before I wake up the next morning, I think. It just seems that time flies by. So I don't diminish it. I'm just saying it's the reality of it. And as we had Dr. Wong on, on the program yesterday, we're talking about how you know, this aging process, and I think we age faster because of our diets and, and every, I can, there's so many things that are, I'm really having to pray through. The Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we were designed for certain things and certain ways of living. And, you know, we live in a distorted world. I think one of the worst things that we ever got involved with was heavily processed food. And buying into phony fad diets. You know, when people started gaining a little bit of weight in the 70s, oh, go on a fat-free diet. And and I know people to this day that will that will just hold firmly the idea, you get fat eating fat, because that fat just gets on your fat and you become fatter. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's not even scientifically correct. And so what do they put in all those fat-free foods? Carbohydrates and sugars. And they wonder why. Ever ever notice somebody that's on a fat-free diet? They're really really big on the fat-free diet. Unless they're eating such small quantities because they're a heart patient, they're not really losing any weight. They're gaining. They're they're not getting ahead. But they're going to wash it down with a Diet Coke or Pepsi, whatever, or, or Diet Mountain Dew. It doesn't matter. Like that stuff's good for you. I doubt it. So we we have all this chemical in our bodies. Our poor livers are trying to figure how to get it out. And then we wonder why we have cancers. And we wonder why we have obesity. We wonder why we have diabetes at unprecedented levels. Now, I can remember, I'm thinking back now 40 years ago. The number of people with diabetes, we know, was a lot lower then. I knew I didn't know anybody in my family that had diabetes, but today we all know somebody that has it. Well, that fat-free diet, look what it did. We filled up with carbs, which became sugars, which became, you know, the rest of the story. I'm not trying to be a doctor here. Yeah, anti-vaxxers, 
you, you point out anything that's factually correct and then you're, they, they, they shut you down. They don't want to hear the facts because it'll go against their preconceived cult of COVID belief. The masked COVIDians worshiping in the cult of COVID, living in perpetual fear. If Joseph Goebbels, the propaganda minister of Germany in the 1930s and 40s, was alive today, he couldn't believe how effective the propaganda machine we created in a free nation has done. I mean, this is unprecedented. But it took several ingredients, and I'm going to get to those on the other side of the break, so I want you to hang in there with me. Now, by the way, I am so thrilled with the increased reports of coverage on the frequency of 9455 kilohertz. And really, shortwave is beginning to grow again. We, we kind of, we grew, then it kind of plateaued, stayed there, and lately it's going back up again. I think times of the year have a lot to do with it, propagation and what have you but also new people finding the program, and I'm, I'm excited about that. I believe that shortwave radio is a vital way of communication. It is not as, you know, in other words, when, when, when this program is on a podcast, when I put it out there, I distribute through two corporations. One is definitely a Christian organization. One is, well, anybody can go there. Point is that depending where the program is pushed to, even from the Christian organization. If you're listening on iTunes or something like that, they could decide one day that you can't hear what I have to say, and it will disappear, and I have no control of that. I'm not buying time, I, they, and, they, and even if I did, they, they could care less. little guy like me, they can crush me like a bug. Google Podcast, all of them. Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it, any of them, could turn against me on a dime and we disappear. But I'll stay on shortwave radio as my point of contact with you. Because at least, and I encourage you, and maybe I need to develop a a place on the website, maybe on the where to listen page, maybe sometime in the next week or so, how to find a decent shortwave radio, how to use it, what they are, a little bit of a history. I've got a friend that has a website that will help you with that. I'll probably talk to him about including a link. But in, in our preparation for some difficult times to come, and I really believe that we're going to be facing some significantly difficult times this year, next year, and if the Lord tarries, the years to come. Now, I'm not going to say that this is the mark or that is. or I, I, don't, I don't do that kind of bad theology. Because every time you get into that area, you get yourself in trouble. And I will talk about that on the other side of the break, too. I'm going to change directions just a little bit. There are a couple of other things I want to share. And I was thinking about this a couple of nights ago. On the website, we have a a little button called Prayer Request. And and a few of you use it. And, And as we are making some changes over the next couple of months in our lives and in how we do this program and 
and believe me, we're going to continue and add to it as much as we can. The idea of those prayer requests and praying for your needs, I believe, is going to become increasingly important. And also to bring on people and even add to the webpage, you know, new additional news sites and how to prepare and, and things you need to understand. I mean, I don't want you to be, well, ignorant as what the Bible would say. I would not have you ignorant, my brothers. That's what St. Paul wrote. And, you know, ignorance, nothing wrong with ignorance. Ignorance is just a lack of knowledge. And, you know, there's an old saying, pardon me for saying this, you know, ignorance can be cured, but stupid is forever. And there are some people that choose to be stupid at times, too. So information is the way you cure ignorance. And that's why we do this radio program. And, and I, I, I don't want to brag, and I'm not trying to, but I was thinking the other day, how many times have I had to get on this microphone and say something we said yesterday was totally wrong? We have not had to do that. And we have not, you know, buried it or just walked away from it or, or, or took those episodes down. And I know some places that do, and, and I find that quite disturbing. Now, Shorewave Radio Airtime, it's not free. If you can help us, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. The city is Crestview. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. We are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Hidden inside the tower. Coming up. Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now Proverbs 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in. Well, if you want to be named among the righteous, you need to run into that tower. Run into that name of the Lord. What does that mean? The name of the Lord is not just a bunch of letters or sounds. It's his authority. It's his identity. It's him. To run into the name of the Lord means to get yourself inside the name, inside him, inside his identity. You get your name inside his name. And that means you get your identity inside his identity. Get your weaknesses inside his strength. Get your unrighteousness inside his righteousness. Get your sins inside his holiness. Get inside him. You see, what is salvation? It's getting your identity in God's identity, just like Passover. They had to get inside the house of the Lamb to be safe. Salvation is getting your life inside his life. So you're in him. It's no longer I that live, but him. You see, when you run into a tower, you disappear. You know, you're, you want to be safe? Well, disappear in him. Is your life showing or hidden? Is your ego showing or hidden? Well, if it's still showing, it's not safe. Get covered. Get your life, your heart, your emotions, your sins, your fears, your ego, your your ambition, everything inside the, the name and the identity and the authority, the will of God. Because the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it, and if you run into it, 
you will be safe. Want more? Ask for Inside the Tower. Now, the free gift for you, the Mystery of the Temple Doors. Also, you'll love it. And Sapphires of the Riches of Your Jewish Roots in Jesus, Special Teachings, Updates on Israel, World Events and Prophecy, Secrets and Strength for the End Time Believer. So how do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, I invite you to join me in bringing salvation to the world, to his ancient people, Israel, and to blanket the earth, to all tribes and tongues. Can you imagine sending a billion tracts around the world? Well, you can. It's amazing. You actually can blanket the earth the farthest way you can ever touch the world for the gospel. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to find out. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Get inside the tower, my friend. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Hamigdal, the tower. Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. And I welcome you back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Beerman. Now, I recognize that some of you, at least on radio, only hear this program on the weekend. Now, we do the program Monday through Friday. The Friday edition doubles as the weekend edition that many of you hear. And I want to stop and and mention a couple of radio stations that are near and dear to my heart. Now, number one, since back in the days when I did your weekend show, this program was heard on the Voice of Hope in Zambia, which is in the southeastern part of the continent of Africa. And on their two frequencies, it pretty much covers the entire continent. So I know there's an audience overseas for truth to ponder. And there's another radio station that we're on. And, and this one is very near and dear to my heart. And it, it's been a part of my career from decades ago. There's a little town called Abbeville, South Carolina. It's a quaint little community. A lot of history there. And I can remember back in, oh, 1973, I was looking getting a job in the South, and at one of the radio stations I looked at, this man owned a radio station in a little town called Abbeville, and another one in Belton, about, you know, 40 minutes away, and I never got the job there, but I, I had first seen what Abbeville looked like way back then. Well, when I was working for Toccoa Falls College in the 1980s, building their radio network, a good friend of mine uh, an engineering consultant called me up and said, got a young guy that wants to build a radio station and he's applying to build one of the new docket 8090 frequencies that are available and it happens to be the one in Abbeville, South Carolina. And I think he had just gotten his construction permit and trying to find somebody to oversee getting that station built. So I was hired and I built 
of the original WZLA in Addyville on a budget. And that station has been very close to my heart uh, over the years. The ownership and thank the world of them. And I'm thankful that they, they air this program on Sunday, 12 noon, on WZLA 92.9 FM in, in Abbeville. You can hear it in Greenwood and that, that entire region. So I, I wish there were more stations that we could be on. But it is what it is. We're also on a station uh, Monday through Friday in uh, Delta, Utah, an AM station 540. And I, I wish I could get more conventional AM or FM stations. But Shorewave has been doing well for us. And I want to thank those of you that make it possible to be on the air every day. When we started this program, we had no idea of how long it would last. But it is what I, I'm just amazed that we're here. And each month, you've come through. Ran into this little article from Alex uh, Berenson. Alex uh, used to be a reporter at the New York Times. But Alex is a little bit different than many of the reporters at the New York Times. He has this very strong element that he believes in truth. That doesn't always work when you're at the New York Times. And because he challenged the COVID narrative, he got banished from Twitter, no longer was writing at the New York Times, and had to literally re, you know, come up with a way to make a living. He did on Substack. He started writing. And I'm one of his subscribers. And yeah, I even bought his book, Pandemia. Well, he had an article that he, he put out just the other day. I think it came out Wednesday. A bombshell of an article in Vice Magazine reveals just how aggressively the United States federal government tried to track every American during 2020 and 2021. The Centers for Disease Control, we talked about them in the prior segment. Well, they, they purchased huge databases that detail the use of your mobile phone data location. And they did that to measure the size of your gatherings. If you visited a church, did you hear that? They wanted to know from the data from your cell phone, did you go to church? You know, a super spreader killer event for COVID? And they also even counted the visits to participating pharmacies for vaccine monitoring. Isn't it nice to know that your government now spies on you? They want to know everything you do. It's none of their business. This is police state tactics. And they would use this to do more quarantining and, and more lockdowns and, and just whatever they felt they needed to do. Now, it's not clear whether the CDC went ahead with the with that part of the tracking in terms of you know making sure you were staying quarantined or not they're not telling us but millions of us were tracked by our cell phone data by the cdc doesn't that make you really feel good now i began the program today kind of opining that my tolerance level for silliness and foolishness is getting shorter and shorter as I get older and older because I just don't have the time to deal with foolishness. Whether it be from phony scientists, 
politicians that that turn into overnight conservatives every election cycle and they go back to being swamp creatures the day after the election and they get back into office. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of thinking we can fix everything at the ballot box. It's not going to happen. So what do we fix? How do we fix things? And and it, it, it dawns on me there are several things we really can do. Number one, don't organize your life around the fake news and narrative of the day. Choose not to be living in fear. That's number one. Recognize that there are a lot of things in this world you simply cannot fix. There are a lot of people that you simply cannot persuade. There are a number of people that are just a waste of your time. And I know that's hard for people to accept, but I want you to think. When Jesus began his earthly ministry, he sent out disciples two by two, depending upon the number, you know, it's it's either you know, 35 or 36 pairs of people went out. You know, around 70 people, maybe 72 in pairs. And they were to travel the region where Jesus would be, well, having his ministry. And what did Jesus tell these people to do? Did he say, spend a lot of time there and try to persuade the people? No, he didn't. He basically said, If the Spirit gives you peace to be there, then stay with those people. If not, kick the dust off your shoes and move on. And that's true today. There are some people you cannot reach that will not be reached because they don't want to be reached. Their rejection of the evidence of the Holy Spirit they have, they have sold their souls into the slavery of Satan. That's all they've done. You can't change it. They're, look, they're people that run around calling themselves pastor, minister, whatever. That they don't worship the true God. There's, there's this one gal, and, and this one has is, is got to be the craziest lunatic I've ever heard of in my life. Now, because this is radio... I'm looking at this article about this very vile individual who calls herself a pastor, who, by the way, is in the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. I'm not just picking on them. There's plenty of others. Her name is Nadia Boltz Weber, and I can't even I can't even say the stuff that this person says. She's absurd, insane ungodly and I'm looking at this article I want to share it with you so bad but I, if I did you know, I, I would be ashamed of myself for even saying the words and all over Christendom you've got these woke church groups and congregations that are no longer believers they just aren't they have come in like wolves in sheep's clothing, and they have taken over entire church bodies. That's what they've done. They've taken over entire church bodies, 
at the top levels of leadership. Now, the Methodist Church right now, they're, they're going through, shall we say, a divorce between those that are believers and those that are not. And it's not going to be an amicable divorce before it's over. I just have a feeling it's going to get nasty. You now have the uh, Global Methodist uh, Federation. I'm trying to remember the proper name. And then, the, you know, fighting against the now destroyed United Methodist Church. And you see it in ELCA, you see it in parts of the Presbyterian Church, the Episcopal Church. It's it's just, it's a mess. But see, if you want to take something down, destroy it from within, Satan finds it easier to fight the, against the cause of Christ from inside the church than from outside the church. And then you have a lot of these individuals that have their radio and television ministries. And and I wonder why they're still there with some of the absurd things that they have said and the amount of money that they have raised and how many people are dependent upon each and every word and believe each and everything, even though the prophecies and the predictions have come and gone and changed over the years. It's kind of like that old song from the 1970s. If I listen long enough to you, I'll find a way to believe it's all true. Knowing that you lied, straight face, you know, you remember that song. Give me a reason to believe. And unfortunately, even in the so-called religious world, people that claim to be prophets and prophetesses or whatever, And over the years, they've made absurd prediction after absurd prediction, and they're still there. And how they still are there is beyond me. What does the Bible say? Test the spirits. Find out. We're coming into a time where we just have the government deceive us. We don't need people claiming to be the voice of God or Christianity deceiving you as well. I'm not here to build some kind of an empire. I'm not here, you know, trying to, you know, get a big house like that guy. Uh, what's his name? I try to forget him. Uh, he's got his Lakewood Church, whatever it is. I, I, I don't even want to think. I can see his face. You know, 35,000 square foot mansion with servants. I mean, that's not me. But there are some of these pastors who are nothing more than hucksters trying to give you a, a, a pep talk. And get into your wallet. God wants you to have a brand new Cadillac. Feel good about yourself. None of that's theologically true. We're called wretched. (laughs) I mean, we are chief of sinners. We are in need of the redemption of Jesus Christ. And we are called to be his servants and share the good news. Period. Anything else is just, you know, distraction. We're coming into a time, and I've said this over and over, and I, I don't know how to make this any clearer to you. Christianity is now in the minority in this country, the United States, for the first time. And true Christians are in the minority of that minority. Very much in the minority of that minority. And the Bible predicts that for those of us that love the Lord, life is not going to be easy. I'm not laying up my for myself treasures on this earth. It's not what I'm doing. 
it's not what I need to do. Only thing I'm doing is just trying to do what God has called me to do as simply and as efficiently as I can do it, recognizing my limitations at my age. I'm not going to be doing this for the next 30 or 40 years as a career. But anything that I do, anything that I start, well, I pray that it can be used of God going forward with somebody else at the helm if the Lord should tarry that far. What I, what I feel in my heart, and I'm not going to claim this is some revelation from God. You can look at his word, the Bible, and you can put this together. Difficult times are coming. In fact, the message to Christians since the beginning is difficult times are coming. We in the United States have been actually an exception to the rule for the most part. Having religious freedom, having for many, many decades, if not a couple of centuries, where people who were ministers of the gospel were held in a reasonable regard in their communities. That's not true anymore. The tide has turned. We were the exception to the 2,000-year rule of persecution. And a lot of Christians don't understand that in this country. What do you mean persecution? We're the United States. We have freedom of religion. No, you don't. You have the illusion of freedom of religion now. The pandemic proved it, if you didn't see it. Your freedoms are only as much as they permit you to have on any given day. And for many Christians, we're going to come to that really difficult decision. Do we obey the laws of man or the laws of God? And St. Peter made it clear. There are a lot of people out there, you know, they, they make their, their living selling books and DVDs and what have you. And some of these people have made incredible predictions over the past years. I can think of some going back almost 50 years now that never came true. Yet somehow they're still held in high regard as somebody that understands prophecy in the end times, no matter how many times they've gotten it wrong in the past. And they're still there. Can I give you a simple bit of advice? Prepare like time is short. But live like we have plenty of time to build the kingdom. Don't be, don't be all worried about the end times. Don't be all worried about the mark of the beast and all this. You'll know. You won't need anybody to, to help you try to figure it out. It'll be blatantly obvious. I think this is where we lose it in so much of the faith. Well, this thing here could be the mark of the beast. We, we did a whole show on that maybe about a year ago. Is you is or is you ain't the mark of the beast. And, and a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll send me this. Ooh, look at this. Look at that. It, this must be it. And I can look over 50 years of publications and prophecies that people have allegedly given saying this is and that is and it wasn't. I don't, I don't dwell on that. Life is too short. The work, the work for the cause of the kingdom 
is too valuable for us to be running and hiding. While preparing and getting ourselves into community to help each other, and when I say community, I'm not talking compound. I'm saying within the realms of where you live. To identify fellow believers and recognize your church building could easily be shut down one day. How do we function together? Good friend of mine, and I need to get him on the radio show again, made a statement that I think is really accurate. He said, all you need are 30 families in in a geographical region that are fairly close by, living in their own homes and what have you. And within that community, you generally will have everything you need to function as a community. You'll have the guy that's the electrician, the guy that understands how to, you know, use two-way radios, the guy that can fix plumbing, the guy that can, you know, fix a house or a roof, your car, your machinery. We need to work in community and be and become more used to that. Because as we as Christians become increasingly marginalized in this society, and we will be, the Bible says you'll be hated of all men for my name's sake. And unfortunately, the American Christian has never had to face that. And that's why they're so easily deceived into becoming apostate churches, which many have become. There's, there's, no, there's no Lord Jesus in many of these woke churches They have kicked out the gospel. They're preaching a damnable heresy. And people that are in those churches will be singing these sweet little songs as they descend into the pits of hell. We need to share the gospel. We need to share the good news. Giving you the news headlines of the day, it's important as part of what I do. But not that I'm going to be, not that I'm telling you this is a mark of the end times. It's just a mark of the times we're in. And it's how we function and deal with that going forward that's going to be vitally important for you and I. We could be locked down for any reason. It doesn't have to be a virus. Now listen, if you believe in this ministry, I need to know how you listen. Would you let me know? Send me an email, bob at truth2ponder.com. Bob at truth2ponder.com. You can even share your prayer request with me at that address. And if you can help us financially to stay on the air, you can either go to the website. There's ways to do it there, plus the mailing address. But if you don't have web access, our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248 number 3248 Crestview, Florida, zip code 32536. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, and we will see you next week. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth the number two ponder.com truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world